Very happy to be here today again with Kieran Doran, Executive Vice President of International Sales and Marketing for Pixel Power. And today we're going to talk about on our podcast automated asset creation. Now, we all think we know what automated asset creation is to us, but what should it be from a Pixel Power and a, even a con- customer perspective? Well, over the last. Basically, basically juxtapose our perception of it versus what it should be. Right. Well, let's, to, to do that, we need to go back a little bit in time and look at what automation um, started off as in yeah. our, area of the, our area of the broadcast industry. Um, play-out automation is what most people think of when we talk about automation. Mm-hmm. And play-out automation was great 20, 30 years ago when we had tape machines which needed pre-rolls of 13 seconds yeah. or the Sony ones that might have needed a different pre-roll or yeah. something like that. And automation coming into the industry was great to... Uh, enable much more efficient creation of the the play out. Yeah. Um, we've taken that leaps and bounds since then, and we've revised the whole way in which we offer automation. Automation to us isn't just about play out automation. It's about how you create everything in the first place in order to automate the assets that eventually go to the play out platform. Mm-hmm. So automating the creation of video on demand assets, for example, we offer the ability for one schedule, that's the same schedule that does your playout automation, to take that same content asset, maybe even give it different branding if you want. If it's going to go oh, to right. a different plan, platform, it may be a different sponsor, yeah. for example. So we uh, enable the one automation platform that's doing the playout to also go and look at the schedule and go, hey, let's take that content, let's give it a different branding, let's put it into a different format and we'll drop it over here onto the uh, repository for the video on demand Asset that, with um, yeah. that we uh, enable the broadcaster to use. We also do that automation, uh, use that awesome automation for promo versioning as well. Oh, right. So okay. uh, companies like Sky, for example, in yeah. the UK and, uh, and ITV and other broadcasters around the world have taken our um, Gallium automation system, system in the form of what we call Gallium Factory. And as a factory makes the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, so does Gallium Factory for promo versions. It takes a standard template, yeah, which gets designed up front, and the marketing people, the business people get to approve it, and then the business people get involved with what time the promos are going to be uh, put out. So is it, uh, is it now? Is it next? Is it tomorrow? Is mm-hmm. it next week? Is it this fall, this autumn, mm-hmm. if you're in Europe? Um, and that's, that's content which is repetitive, and it's tedious, and it's manual, and it's boring, and humans don't tend to do that terribly well. Yeah. Um, we make mistakes, whereas computers don't. Which makes it expensive. Exactly. So automating the creation of 50 or 100 different versions of a, a promo does a few things. It saves a broadcaster money. It enables the creative person to be able to get back onto the creative, creative jobs stuff, yeah. and do some wonderful, uh, more creative work for the broadcaster. So it opens up a whole new wave of opportunities for the broadcaster to use their creative team in a much, uh, much better way. So we see a proliferation of, of an increase in the number of creative promotions that are created by broadcaster when they deploy yeah. an automated solution to take care of the manual, repetitive, boring, tedious stuff. And that's, that's all good because that's money earners. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Um, do you find that, and I presumably they find as well, that the creation of those more compelling graphics, because they've got their more compelling graphics team working on those things rather than the mundane, repetitive tasks has saved them money in other areas as well. 
I mean, as far as, you know, they don't have to employ as many people to do the mundane tasks because it's being done automatically, but they can reassign those. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the worries. Uh, somebody kind of says, well, that's kind of my job that you're getting rid of. But actually, it's I've not. Heard that, I've heard that many times. That's why I asked the question. It's not. Yeah. In reality, what's happening with people who deploy these solutions is that they're not losing people. They're actually using them more effectively. Yeah. So the creative people have creative talent. Doing a boring job is is a killer for anybody. It's boring. <laughs> they, it's boring, exactly. So what I'm hearing back from the companies where we've deployed the solution is that their creative people are now being able to be used mm-hmm. better throughout creating more promotions. And the more and better creative promotions they do, the more and better creative people they're probably going to need to produce more and better creative exactly. promotions. It's a self-propelling uh, philosophy. Is there anything else about automated asset creation that... Um, people perhaps misunderstand or misinterpret as a part as opposed to how they should actually be looking at it. We've kind of touched on this already, but it seems to me we could dig a well, little bit deeper. People, of, people often are fearful of automation uh, in terms of how it changes a workflow. And it is it can be hard to deploy automation after a workflow has been decided. So yeah, okay. you, yeah. you get different broadcasters will approach this in different ways. Take ITV in the United Kingdom. Yeah the biggest commercial broadcaster, uh, one of the biggest commercial broadcasters in the world, they decided not to simply do promo versions as Mm -hmm. a a little factory on its own. But um, Gallium Factory is the engine at the center of a completely different workflow that they've created from start to finish, including being able to give the marketing and business people up front a a visual image right away of what the end end board is going to look like. Yeah. And then creating ways in which they can approve that either from a tablet or from a remote PC right up to the deadline, which they never had before because they had to be in the production suite in order to approve it. Yeah. Now they've created an entirely different workflow with Gallium Factory as an engine at the heart of it. But you don't have to do that. You could just use Gallium Factory either on its own uh, in a data center or in the cloud and use it as a pay-as-you-go type of service if you want to do various different um, rendering. Yeah, everything that we do now is available as a pay-as-you-go or pay-per-feature type of service. So if you you want graphics and branding for Playout, for example... Mm -hmm but you only want a certain feature set, but at the end of the, uh, the week, on a Friday and Saturday, you want sophisticated graphics on a, on a channel, then you can buy the number of hours for just that. Oh, I'm with you. That opens up a whole new discussion, a whole new world, and a whole new podcast, David. <laughs> we'll save that for next time then, shall we, Karen? I think we should. Thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, your time and your insights as always, Karen. I look forward to it again. Thank you, David. Cheers.